0: This episode is sponsored by Humanity, and they did not want us to do an e ad. So, uh, enjoy the show.
1: Yeah. And a special thanks to the Chicago Podcast Cooperative for hooking up our sponsorships this week.
0: Yay, CPC. Yeah.
1: Um, and speaking of general housekeeping, um, if you so choose and you really enjoy what we're doing here, I mean, let's be honest, we're doing a pretty damn good job. I, I, I think I, right now. Awesome. Um, you can give us some money so that way we can do things like pay our guests, um, make sure that we have, you know, handy equipment when we travel, um, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, and that's at openended.fm slash donate. Um, there you can become a member starting at one dollar a month or you can just give with a one-time donation mm-hmm. if you see fit i'm just saying budgets are
0: renewing for people right now uh-huh. it's at first, yep. first of the month right now <laughs> and as we always say Ren's doing the first so. yes. <laughs> yeah appreciate it this is open-ended podcast i'm Cher vincent
1: and i'm james t green Thank
2: you. Octothorpe is just one of a plethora of names for the symbol. In the U.S., it's often called the pound key because it has long been used to mark numbers related to weight or, for similar reasons, the number sign, which is one of its internationally agreed names. Elsewhere, it is commonly called hash, a term dating from the 1970s that may have been a popular misunderstanding of hatch. Many humorous or slangy terms have also been recorded, none of them with wide circulation, tic-tac-toe, gate, crunch... And many others.
1: How's it going, Cher?
0: It's good. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How was your week?
0: It was great. Um Tuesday I met three of my lady heroes um <laughs> at Pop Up Magazine with you actually. Yeah, um Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we um gosh, we see each other too much. Yeah. But um We got to hang out. I like to say hang out. We actually didn't. We just met them in the lobby. But um, Heaven and Tracy of BuzzFeed's Another Round, they were on tour with Pop-Up Magazine. And if you're not familiar with Pop-Up Magazine, it's a um, publication out in San Francisco. But they have, um, instead of actual real print, they have it online, but it's also live events. And it's like a magazine. They'll have 10 to 15 guests on stage. And they'll... Um, either tell a story through a collage or photography, or through some actual media, videography, things of that nature. And um, Heaven and Tracy had like a little section they did, and it was about media, about urban, um, or not that word, just the word urban, (laughs) and how it's portrayed in the media. And it was pretty great and funny, and also kind of like you know poignant too, because it's you know. As a person of color, it's kind of sucky. It's, it sucks that like you know we're kind of dealt with in that way, through the media, and just like kind of a comical way. It's not. Mm-hmm. I know uh, we're,
1: we're 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 peddled chicken nuggets with rappers. Oh yeah, in on, the rain. On, 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 yeah, in the rain. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Well, yeah. that that was, it was really fun. It was, it was really, really,
0: fun. really fun, and then also um, Jenna Rothen. Yes. Yeah. Who. Is one of my favorite writers right now. She's she's so great, and she our our like I think a lot of our show is kind of in tribute to a lot of what she does. It's re- like you know talking about technology with a human element, mm-hmm. and uh, she had a really wonderful story she performed. So and also shout
1: out to them three because they were both in, they were I mean not all both, three. all three of
0: them were just incredibly kind. And so sweet, so, so charming, sweet and, and charming. like we're patient and like you know I I I was surprisingly not fangirly i was surprised i was like on i was like i don't know i was elated to the Mm -hmm. point where like i'm above fangirlings i'm just gonna like be a human being really chill i I was super chill i then of course as soon as i left i was like sweating i was like jesus christ i'm so hot i was wearing like a sweater and i i don't know i like it was disgusting i looked terrible Mm -hmm. but in the pictures yeah not my not my best but um Mm -hmm. i was happy that you took them with me and yeah my week was good
1: um I spent some time out in New York. Um, I didn't call it a vacation because I don't like vacations, sadly. So I called it a self-imposed residency. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) James. um, So I I spent a lot of time writing. Um, I met with a lot of um, my friends that moved out that way, um, other fellow artists, um, some curators, um, saw some exhibitions, saw some shows, did a lot of people watching, and just, you know, became a part of the city. It was really, really great um i really i really like new york
0: yeah i'll be there (laughs) next weekend so if you're a new yorker listener you want to hang out with me i'll be there for a day and a half but (laughs) i'll be there the evening of the sixth and all day the seventh so Mm -hmm. hit me up on the twitter okay when i was there last time it was like all day the kanye song and like hashtag blessed i was just using that for every post <laughs> yeah. i was doing it was so pretty that, accurate it was like yeah and then at one point i actually found a a, mag- a paper magazine of and kanye did a paper magazine for april 2015 and we took a bunch of like very intense um random pictures of him his face me and my friend <laughs> it was very poetic <laughs> It was nice anyway
1: well speaking of poetic
0: you're getting better you're getting better you know hey it's
1: practice it only takes like 26 episodes to get this (laughs) get these segues proper um we have the beautifully poetic voice of internet fame
2: (laughs) man you're really stretching this
1: general general good good guy and delight of um of chicago and probably one of the best beards i've seen in some yeah time. it's solid beer, yeah cool. i mean sorry impressive. sorry rasheed sorry rasheed like keenan is like right up there with you is
2: Rashid gonna beat me up now <laughs> is that what's gonna happen we don't know we don't uh, know okay. i can't promise oh my God, that battle of the beards <laughs> Yeah. That's my audience. Yeah. Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like somebody's being murdered. <laughs> yeah. no. well, we, have, we have
1: Keenan. Um, do you want to say the G? Do you want to keep the G? You can keep the G silent. All right. So yeah, Keenan. Well, and then, G your last I'm so bad on your last name
2: Schneider. Schneider. It's a strong German last name. Schneider. 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 The teacher. more aggressive you can make it sound, the better. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> German. You, you have to. So, yeah. Not So how are you doing? I am well. Um, I just, I don't know. It's very weird being in this room because it's (laughs) it's so uh, there's so little echo. I'm so used to like having to like like hearing things around me. So like it's just weird being in in a space where. It's it feels like sense. a void yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's just i don't know i miss being in a recording booth i think that's what i miss <laughs> Aww. yeah so for people who have no idea who you
1: are mm-hmm. um so like how do you <laughs> how do you spend, yeah no how do you spend your time
2: uh i do a lot of things um kind of I, i'm also really boring so uh but um i work at a, a tech startup um uh i don't even know if it's right to call it a startup at this point since we're you know five or six years old at this point but um I also uh, run a website called um, where I write about technology and mostly Apple, um, but also whatever kind of strikes my interest. So if I'm interested in a particular topic on video games or just anything, like if it, it's something that I feel like feels right and is an extension of me and a, my personality, um, I'll write about it. Um, and so I spend a lot of time thinking about the site and less time writing because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just hard to maintain um but then i also have a podcast called limitless adventure so i do that quite often um at least once a week and um uh then i spend a lot of time with my wife uh we have very similar interests so we play a lot of video games together watch a lot of movies mm. um yeah it's it's a we have a good like symbiotic sort of relationship oh, um it works out helpful. nicely yeah helpful, it's nice sure. having a nerd wife especially one who's that's a bigger dream. nerd than you that's the dream yeah she's she's pretty great mm. <laughs> so it's great yeah
1: yeah so you've got like
2: so much going on honestly you've got, it, you've got a website I' out man. <laughs> no, no <that's, laughs> i I'm having fun with those figuring yeah. it out would like help me like move away from my mm. actual responsibilities and let me do like that independently like mm-hmm. be able to to support myself mm-hmm. so well when I get to that point. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll you, come come come, then you should come back on like, oh yeah look at how successful i've been since <laughs> i've been on the show this was right. really my launch pad I <laughs> mean, open-ended i was slightly
0: upset that's this to happen like what about us
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i bring my friends with Appreciate it. we'll make a little arc of success mm. uh, okay i like yeah. that idea so like
1: you're doing this and mm-hmm. um you know between the website and the podcast and you said you have also like a full-time yeah um like how do you end up like balancing the time like i personally know that that's really hard to do
2: yeah it's a pain in the ass um (laughs) luckily i really love my job and so when i when one when i'm not putting as much uh emphasis on one particular thing in my life it's usually being taken up by something else and luckily i'm in a spot right now where i'm kind of like pretty happy with everything where it's at there could be changes we could be more financially stable. Mm-hmm. I could have, if I didn't have student loans, you know, things would be really just yes. wonderful. Yeah. Um, but really like when I'm highly focused on work and maybe I don't have as much time to write or our shows are a little bit shorter because, you know, tech news has been slow and my mm-hmm. buddy and I haven't, you know, don't have as much to talk about. Um, it's nice to have things where it's like, I can kind of like, I almost feel like it's moving sliders in a video game like mm-hmm. creating a character where it's like you take a little bit of points away from one thing, you put them into another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a, it's a weird balance. Um, the site now I'd say more than ever, uh, really more than anything that I've ever done before uh, in terms of writing for my own. Um, this is something that's keeping my attention. Uh, so it's, you know, it's nice to have um, like a job that I, I love that it also, also like is very flexible. Um, where I can kind of like take 15 minutes here and there and say like, Oh, I have a, a thing that I want to quickly, you know, jot down or draft mm-hmm. a note or something and finish that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, sometimes I write blog posts on the train. So, right, right, right. Cause I start them in the, the office and then finish them when mm-hmm. I get home or mm-hmm. on the commute.
1: Yeah. For the site, like it's such yeah. a strange name. Where did that <laughs> name come from?
2: No Octothorpe or hashtag no, op, no, no Octothorpe if right, styling right. it. Yeah. Right. Um, <sighs> So I started the site last April, um, like April 2014, and I had struggled with the name for a while because I wanted it to be memorable, but I also wanted it to be something that was me. Um, and I started thinking about like things that interest me, technology, um, social media, uh, and I kind of like got stuck on this idea of how much I hate hashtags. it just can't stand them especially on things like instagram where people are just like here's a photo but don't look at the photo look at these 30 hashtags that i've put into the caption of this i'm guilty of putting like about 10 and there's a time and place for them but i feel like people just continually abuse them and Mm -hmm. so i felt like i kind of want to take hashtag and and you know do something for my you know for myself for
0: co-opted it. And make it your own. a little bit
2: and i remember when i worked at apple i had this really interesting customer one time who came up and said like you know do you know what the symbol's called and i was like i uh i don't know pound sign ha- hashtag and he goes no it's an octothorpe and i just got really attached to that name it's just a, a
0: really fun name it is right. it's fun to say it rolls off the tongue for sure yeah,
2: yeah. and so i like the sort of um uh ironic and snarky sort of um idea of having a site called hashtag no Octothorpe when i'm basically <laughs> belittling its very existence sure. um so i don't know it, it being very ironic and sarcastic is is you know uh second nature to me so it seemed like a perfect extension
0: it reminds so. me of when i first learned the word appersand yeah it's such a great yeah. word it's like rolls off the tongue it mm-hmm. off the tongue and it's like, <laughs> that uh, i didn't learn it in school so like it's that kind of stuff like maybe my education was bad or like whatever but it just stuck with me when i learned it yeah and, mm-hmm. so have you been like
1: seeing the
0: um, site progress
2: uh, it's well It initially it started a lot like all of my other projects um i've always written on and off um always kind of starting blogs i've always in terms of blogging i've always been really interested in doing like um you know writing about things that interest me and for a while i was doing a lot of like reviews you know i'd spend time reviewing video games or talking about movies that i really liked and doing like top 10 lists and at a certain point i'm just like it's kind of boring this isn't really what i'm super passionate about and so i'd end up shutting down whatever i'm doing or just Mm -hmm. i don't post for six months and then realize like I shouldn't be paying for this or mm-hmm. there's no point keeping it around. And so it would just kind of fall by the wayside. And this one, um, I started, you know, uh, again, last year in April and started writing about things where it's like, I wanted an outlet to be creative because I had, I've you know, graduated uh, from college years ago, haven't written anything since I, I graduated. And I wanted something where I could be creative but still focus on the the stuff that i'm passionate about so rather than being straight up like trying to be a journalist i wanted to be something where i could be you know uh, provide commentary but in a very unique and hopefully creative voice um and so i started approaching a lot of my articles from the the standpoint of like writing stories where instead of being um you know trying to report things like just trying to get a certain emotion out of them um
1: would you call yourself a cultural critic
2: at times um i also just but then i i struggle uh with something like that because i i don't want to just be a critic i don't want to just sit there and criticize the whole time
0: yeah and critic also has just like certain connotations as well where it's like yeah like it's because it's it's a fine line between actual criticism yeah and constructive criticism, right
2: right so and there's so many people out there who like just criticize. The other, well yeah like it's very easy to be negative all the time For sure um and i I find that that gets super boring and it it wears me out just reading stuff like that, so I never want to be that constantly, but mm-hmm. there are certain avenues at times where I feel very passionately about a certain subject where I'm like, this just feels wrong, mm-hmm. and I need to get that out um but kind of the, the trajectory of it. It started off like feeling very good and I liked it and, you know, I had some good feedback from my friends. And then it kind of stayed in my little realm of friends. And as much as I want to believe that I can just like write for myself and, you know, if it's good, people will come to it. There's still that aspect where it's like, I want people to read this. Hi. I, I yeah, I want I want <laughs> I this get to be that seen. urge. Yeah, I get it. And after a while I realized like traffic stayed the same. And I started to get Uh, a little disheartened with the whole process where wasn't writing as much. I would go a week or two weeks where I'd post like maybe one or two things Mm -hmm. or I'd rely just more on like link posts where I find an interesting link and then just say like three lines about it. And Mm -hmm. at a certain point that started feeling very invaluable. I was seriously considering just shutting the site down back Mm -hmm. in April uh, of this year, about a year later. My bill on Squarespace was past due and while it's a reasonable cost, I didn't have, I wouldn't say I had just $100 to throw around right. for something where I'm not totally passionate about, but I ended up getting linked by John Gruber from Daring Fireball, um, which sent a ton of new traffic my way. And just the the recognition of having somebody that I really respect and look up to and like i'd say like was a big inspiration for why i started doing it in the first place um that recognition all of a sudden just kind of like lit a fire under my ass and so i just started no jumping right intended. in there yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> little fireball yeah <laughs> right in, no, that was I, g- I can't I believe had, i didn't catch that <laughs> i wasn't being intentional and usually i'm really spot on with that nice catch thank you that's, um, that's why, that's why, that's why it's my it's my distinct specialty <laughs> Um, but yeah, exactly. Like I, I just all of a sudden like had a a spark and started writing again and had suddenly this audience, it's not huge, but it's there and it's weird having random strangers comment on your stuff on the internet and you just kind of stumble upon your words being used to kind of bolster people's points in comment sections or Mm. on Reddit or anything like that. And all of a sudden you're like, people kind of dig or respect or at least like get what I'm saying enough to where they want to help like the things that I would do in the past like with John Gruber where I read something would read something and be like oh yeah no that makes a lot of sense I'm going to use this to help hone my views sure it's validation yeah it's really like so it comes and goes there's definitely lols and I've been linked by him a couple more times at this point Mm -hmm. so it's just like it keeps that's climbing awesome. a little bit more each time and now i've kind of just inadvertently built this little community around it that i i just love them all so much because mm-hmm. they're they're all just really cool people i don't know a lot of them personally But that's even um, better that yeah, just complete yeah.
0: strangers that you don't really know that actually give a shit about what you have to say
2: and it's so it's so surreal um
0: you have fans. It, awesome. It's, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that's what it is. I never thought very... in a million years.
2: <laughs> so.
0: You have a fandom? Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's if really cool we, Will
1: we search, will we see like, you know, Keenan
2: fan fiction on Reddit? I hope not. Oh. Really right. maybe just
0: your beard on a shirt that's well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a d- that's 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 that's, a, that's the dream
2: I am thinking of t-shirt ideas and maybe just rather than having the hashtag just having the beard I't mm-hmm. know I'm, let's just, see. I'm just coming up with ideas yeah <laughs> it. sweet let's make it happen right. I am not a designer so James <laughs> yeah James' <All> right, <laughs> <like>, James <"Inter-James.">
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows we might have to whip something up oh my gosh
0: yes <laughs> yeah
1: so we talked about like fans so like mm-hmm. have you ever had kind of like haters I hate to say that word because like
0: drinking that haterade excuse me drinking that haterade
1: yeah 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 because like you <laughs> know it's, it's it's a word that you know has hold but at mm-hmm. the same time like there's such a thing as constructive negative criticism mm-hmm. yep. much like what you give on the site yep um, yeah. so have you ever had that happen to you
2: Constructive criticism, yeah. And I really value, like, when people will tweet at me, or I don't get emails very much. I had one. I had one, and it was criticism is basically telling me I was wrong on some facts. And I was like, thank you, yes. Like, I hate being wrong mm. um, about factual stuff. So I could easily correct that. But usually people will tweet at me about typos and stuff like that. Very respectful. Um and it's it's just a, such a small thing, so it's even weird to call it criticism. But if somebody's going through and like just kind of helping me be better with something yeah. like that, um, you know, it can make me more m- mindful in the future. Uh, so I do get a little bit of constructive criticism, not not a ton. Um, I just don't know if, it, if I've made it too difficult for people to get in touch with me, or they don't know the best avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's occasional. Does it ever get you down? No, um, I really love like constructive criticism. It's something that I, I really value. Um, I think that's something that, um, I'm always looking to improve my process, looking to improve my writing, what people like hearing about. Like I, um, I, I like hearing that. I think the things that will get me down are when people are just overtly negative for being negative like yeah. when if they're trolling or
0: yeah, that's that's what it comes down to is just being a troll.
2: Yeah, exactly. or if people are just being flippant and they may say something offhandedly, um, you know I had somebody uh, I had written a piece that this author I wrote about this author and I linked it to him just kind of saying like here's my perspective on this. And I think just out of a, a sort of situation where he was very tired, Uh, and, um, you know, uh, it was very late on his side of the globe when he read it and basically misread and took it very negatively Mm. and quoted my tweet to him about it. And one of his buddies, uh, very, just kind of like offhandedly said like, Oh, the wannabe Gruber got you neat. And it was something like that where it's like, first off, I don't think that's necessarily central to my identity. I Mm. didn't start this wanting to be John Gruber. Um, but also, like, how does that help anybody? And he's just trying to help his friend, sure. But that was something that, that gets me down, where it's like, is that what I, is that what I come off as? Um, is this worth doing? So that's the sort of thing that will make me question not just the existence of my site, but every choice that I've ever made in my entire life. Oh, for sure. I mean,
0: sometimes those kind of interactions are really difficult because you have to remember, too, that sometimes people are projecting their own insecurities and yes. other there are other there are issues, and they just put it onto you because you seem to like an easy target, so yeah. it's kind of hard it it It's kind of working both walking that line of like realizing that this isn't just about me, yeah, and I think that you have to remember too if a lot of like criticism because people tend to misconstrue things but also probably put their own
2: spin on For it. like, sure
0: it's like that's not what I was doing at all that's you just invented that you made that up well, so. there's so
2: many layers to it, especially on the internet where you know. Even though I go by my real name and I have my picture on there, Mm -hmm. there's still the idea of like being on Twitter or whatever um, and being on the Internet. There's a big barrier having a keyboard in front of you where you can just type whatever you want without taking anything into account about how that's going to affect another person. And that's something that I I try to, to think about as much as possible in my writing. I try to be mindful of it. And at times I feel like maybe I get a little snarky. I hope I'm not mean just for being like an asshole like just for the sake of being an asshole um but it's it's a common theme that a lot of people have talked about in the past where that anonymity even if it's you know starting to kind of slowly dwindle away like it's still there there's still those barriers it's very hard to see the human on the other side of a computer screen and so it's i've tried to take it less and less personally yeah because it's not about me ultimately
0: right and that's what it comes down to it's like it's not yeah because like i said like you know people yeah. misconstrue your words yeah. or try to make it into something that it's not or projecting their own yeah issues onto you and it's not fair yeah. so you just have to kind of remove yourself from that
2: well and misconstruing words is a big one yeah with me like a uh, a thing that i've been very passionate about you know the last few years especially um where i see more and more just overall internet outrage where twitter um twitter makes it very easy for people to just get pitchforks reddit has really amplified this and mm-hmm. then you have you know so- uh, sites like i don't want to call out anyone in uh in particular but those sites that just kind of like prey on the the controversy of the moment and mm-hmm. kind of push that forward where people feel really good about rallying against something that they view as like hateful. Like what's her face? Um, who, uh, is it Justine? Um, the woman who tweeted that stupid, uh, 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 tweet before she flew out to South Africa. Yes, and yes,
0: and that was a. they had an episode of Reply All about her. Yeah. And, yeah, and she just did it offhandedly, and she wasn't thinking and that's what it is. And that, that's an avenue where you can't just put anything on the fly because yeah. you don't know who's watching.
2: Well, and that's the, the and, scary thing about it, it. It's, it's like, yeah. a lot of people just tweet things offhandedly thinking that it's going to stay in their little circle.
0: Right, exactly. You never know who's retweeting your shit.
2: And people now feel, like, I feel like they're really going out of their way mm. to find instances where they can, like, get somebody and, like, lead the charge against, like, Trevor Noah, when he was announced mm. as The, the Daily yeah, Show. I remember
0: that. All that backlash. Yeah, like, people like, troll through even, years worth of tweets to yeah, find stuff to get mad about. exactly. And, like, he made some offhand comments, like, six years ago about yep. some stuff, and I mean... Yeah, it, it 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 had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. They just wanted to, you know, make an issue. They wanted to start something. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it didn't do anything because it was if it was eventually found not it was eventually blown over because it was Petty and shitty, and that's what and it comes down to is it's pettiness.
2: And he, well, and he's a comedian, exactly. and it's just like he's trying out material, and some of it's going to be better than others. Like right. I, I can't imagine trolling through all my thirty thousand tweets at this point, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stuff where somebody could get pissed off by it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing, there's never a, a like a situation where I'm tweeting and going like, man, I can't wait to just be. You know, totally racist and inconsiderate of somebody. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not my goal ever. Uh, but I feel like no matter what you say, no matter how hard you try, somebody can always find a way to be offended by it. Mm-hmm. And the internet just creates this little echo chamber where these people can latch on to feeling outraged, Definitely. which is super frustrating.
0: And, like, do you ever feel like when you have those kind of um, interactions, do you feel like you need to amplify your uh, other voices as well? Or, in that kind of conflict or any kind of those issues as well
2: um at times like for a while like there are there are instances where i will will jump in um it used to be a lot more when i was younger i would definitely jump in and, and try and like like almost be like the uh the anti-anger like try and like be the <laughs> rational person yeah, to center diplomatic. everybody yeah, exactly yeah
0: i'm i'm that person too i'm like i don't like I not that i don't like this yeah. but you know i don't really feel like i'm always so diplomatic going to come to certain yeah. things and to a fault
2: well and i also like i feel like i'm a, a pretty empathetic person yeah and so it's hard for me too, to definitely. choose a side mm. like i definitely have very strong opinions but when somebody starts telling me they're perspective or from mm-hmm. what they see i'm just kind of like oh yeah oh, like yeah. and even though i still feel maybe how i feel sure. it's hard for me to argue against that
0: you're are too open-minded
2: <laughs> yeah that, and that sounds so pretentious i'm glad that you said it rather than me just like I'm, I'm way too open-minded but, no
0: but that's what it comes down to you yeah. just like oh, i want to yeah, hear everybody so your point, i understand that yeah. point that's huh interesting and you take that into consideration but yep. Yeah, I have an issue too. It's just like, oh yeah, I understand your point, but I also remember, wait a minute. I I, I understand your point. Yeah. I respect your point, but you're you are wrong for saying that or no, nah, no. And I have to remember that especially if it's one of those kind of situations where yeah. you're like he's clearly going the wrong like I understand your situation, understand where you're coming from, but no. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from it on the internet having to deal with a lot of that yeah
2: and well and i i got so anxious for so long it would it would like i would get angry and then i would write and i would get super anxious about it and realize that it was just like eating me up inside Mm -hmm. i spent so much time feeling uh just worried that i started to slowly back away and so now i'm very very like uh I don't know. I pick and choose very carefully, like pick my battles very carefully for
0: sure. And, and, and it, sometimes it's unfortunate that you have to censor yourself yeah. in certain regards and filter yourself. But I don't know. Like, I think that's where a lot of like just the podcast in general, where we talk about certain issues and are not issues, but topics and having yeah. to like decide, okay, what stance I'm going to take on this and be as researched and as, as, um, as well spoken about it and articulate, enough to say it in a way that makes sense but also um making sure that your point is coming across yeah. but also not being so firm on the subject that it's not open for interpretation right. and it's 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 such a fine line and you're like i don't know what to say and I get anxiety from that for yeah. sure because mm-hmm. I always assume when I'm on the mic, I'm like, I tell someone, I'm an idiot. I'm just blabbering on. Who the fuck's listening to me? And I like, wait a minute, my 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 perspective matters. But it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I don't know how to construct a san- sentence ever. So uh-huh. I don't know. Um, that's a lot of personal <laughs> stuff. I just had, like, <laughs> just decided to drop. But um, yeah, I, that whole like empathy yeah. is. It's hard.
2: It, it, it's yeah. It's extremely hard, um, and at times very frustrating. Yeah. I wish I could be kind of hardheaded and just kind of be super stubborn and believe what I want to believe. And <laughs> I'm be sure nice. my wife would tell you that I, I definitely am. Aww, um, but yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's hard for me to just get behind my own opinions at this mm-hmm. at this juncture. For now, sure. So
1: do you ever do you ever wonder how the trajectory of like your opinions online mm-hmm. or the content of your site, um, how it's, um, communicated, especially because you don't hold anonymity on the internet. Yeah. Like your avatar is you, mm-hmm. your photo is clearly on your website. Like mm-hmm. I can put a name and a face to the words. Yeah. So do you ever, you ever wonder like how your words and everything would be construed differently if you weren't a white male?
2: I do. Um, it's, it's something, it's difficult for me to, to like fathom, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, I would hope that people would just take the words at face value. No pun intended. Um,
3: <laughs> Good one. But
2: yeah, I know. This one was like, yes, I nailed it <laughs> this time.
3: Yep. This Sing is mine. And singer, yep.
2: <laughs> Sharon, and I will just go back and forth on that. <laughs> Gladly. Uh, pun time with Sharon Keenan. Yes. <laughs> New podcast idea. Yes. Um But uh, it's. <clears throat> I really like to be honest, I don't know if I have like a great answer for that. No. Um, and I, I kind of wish I, I did. It's a hard uh, question uh, yeah. to answer for sure. Because
0: um, I, I I mean, as a black woman, I kind of like, I don't know how they're going to take that. And I think because people assume too that I'm, I'm a black woman, so I feel like I have this, you know, it's right. I can say whatever I want because I'm a minority. And if you say that I can play the race card, it's like, no, yeah. that's not necessarily true either. Because, you know, when you just set like thinking that, invalidates what my opinion is completely well yeah. even
1: like the large elephant in the room of like you know and you know apologies for we gazing here but it's like a black woman talking about technology on a podcast mm-hmm. in a space that is very dominated by white uh-huh. men talking about technology yep. on podcasts yeah you know what i mean
0: yeah it's it's hard it's hard to be able to have my own voice without being like the voice <laughs> right. yeah. And it's like, ah, I didn't sign up for that, and I don't want to sign up for that, and I don't yeah. want anyone to ever put me in that position. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, ugh, anxiety well, it's, it's weird for that for sure.
2: I, I never feel like I have to speak for anybody else. Whereas, mm. you know, I, that's really, that's a nice luxury. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's there's something luxury. that, like, when I do think about stuff like that, that becomes very frustrating to me because, <laughs> that's a like a privilege that I, I have that I just can't put myself in anybody else's shoes because like it's, I've, it's just kind of a default. Like I, I almost think that um, just my time that I spend on something like Reddit or uh, other communities on the internet, I think people, especially when it's very anonymous, people just kind of assume um, that anybody who's typing in a comment section is, you know, uh, like late teens, early twenties uh, white dude. And they all have the same sort of background and perspective and experience. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it Teethutter. seems like it's kind of the yeah. default for the sort of techie nerd culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe there's a little bit of a cushion there for me. Um, and that's kind of hard to, to reconcile to see, like that's how I've always had it. And yeah. I don't really have a, a, a great perspective otherwise. And that's why like, I love hearing from other people and I kind of whenever I can I try to embrace people who are from a very different background than where I'm from. Um whether it's, you know, being a woman or a person of color, like inherently just by my skin tone and the fact that I, you know, grew up in you know an a right, you know, I don't know, upper middle class suburb of Chicago. Like I was, there's some insulation there For <laughs> that sure. I just and don't have. Right, and
0: it's just really <clears throat> good, just in general, that you have that self awareness because <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people don't. Yeah, and they they assume that because they don't, they um, they don't really have that. They don't feel that responsibility. Yeah, to mm-hmm. actually pursue that. They figured, well, you know, I'm doing okay. People in my circle are fine. I don't really have to move past that. Mm -hmm. I don't really need to grow.
1: Especially in such an echo chamber that is technology. Right. You know, discussing technology on the internet. Like, there are so many small echo chambers, and then it it becomes even smaller when you think about different subcultures of technology, i.e. discussing Apple or discussing, you know, so on and so
0: forth. Right. And it's just yeah i because i have friends who you know i feel like i am their one person their one outlet to like outside of their circle yeah and and i'm fine with that because they're my friend and i care about them and i also take it by myself like okay we're gonna i'm gonna have to like sit with you and we we'll have to talk about some stuff <laughs> but um, the resident um, black perspective oh yeah let's like, set the record straight right, exactly. <laughs> Like, okay gonna get, gonna get real for like five minutes here but um yeah it's it's a shame that You know, more people aren't, and and I I think it's more about accountability too. At at a certain point, because you know, you can't always just be this one perspective. You have to have, you have to have more. Have to be open. And I think. Um, a lot of people, especially in tech, are always hanging around the same people, the same people. And yep. so they figure, well, you know, I'm only in this industry and I'm always running to this one particular person. There's no real point for me to really branch out because I'm not planning to leave the industry. Right. And this is where I am. And this is the people that I work with. And so I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. And it's complacency. And it's just... There's no uh, there's so much room to grow and they just don't and it's so frustrating because
2: it's a risk and yeah, you don't want exactly. to take that you don't wanna... like the
0: risk at all was like i got up this morning like that's like <laughs> yeah it's like i got out of bed that's <clears throat> like, own it. Yeah. That's like that's my risk like waking up in the morning like all right i did it I well did and they've
2: it. I themselves it. with all these little first world problems where it's like uh, you know you have these sort of things where like i don't know oh starbucks wouldn't accept my apple pay like or i was my able Uber's late or yeah something exactly right so but. like when you you transcend these little insignificant obstacles, but you've built them up in your mind and in your community of like, Oh, this is a thing that I have to struggle with. You know, that's enough to where, Oh, I don't want to think about anything that actually has any sort of depth to it. Um, It's too much. I've already done enough today. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I got to work like bro. Yeah. Sorry, like mm-hmm. that's not good enough. Uh, I didn't better. go
2: to bed until after midnight. I was playing Xbox all night.
0: And I know. I'm
2: here. I'm here. I got to work at nine. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I won. Like, yeah. no, you
0: didn't. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> mm.
1: Well, I find that especially interesting because you talked about this mm-hmm. on your site um, in the realm of podcasting. Yeah. And, you know, especially, you know, you have a podcast. Yeah. We're on a podcast right now, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, you addressed that. And I remember um, you you hit me up before you you posted it. You were like, "Is everything here?" Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know. And can so I remember you, were, you 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 were like really like nervous about yeah. it. And that's completely understandable. And I'm glad you did reach out. And you know, like, how do you feel about like kind of talking about something that you know may be seen as like touchy on of you know about podcasting and yeah diversity on
2: your site when it comes to diversity like that piece in general um it was almost just whenever i talk about this stuff I, and we've actually brought it up i think we brought it up on the first episode of my show to um sort of like diversity in tech in general mm. that's a subject that i get really passionate about but when i do and i start talking about it i can't help but feel very self-conscious there's just because i almost just imagine You know, I sent it to you and I almost just imagine you reading that and it's just like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Like, why does he think he needs to voice any sort of concern about this? Like, you know, why is it coming from the white dude? Um, Yeah. And so it's something that I like I think so much about. And I I just constantly worry that I'm I'm adding a voice and just adding to the noise where I'm not saying anything of substance. um, And if I am, why is it coming from? you know why are people listening to the white guy about it like why aren't they listening to the Mm -hmm. the plethora of voices elsewhere Mm -hmm. that are all over the place but people just center in on this particular thing it reminds me a
1: lot of how like whenever stephen colbert said something yeah it would be the exact same thing that let's say a queer black woman have said at Mm -hmm. a rally but it's like That one, the thing by Kober, is the one that consistently was all over my Twitter and Facebook.
0: Yeah, and that's a bummer, too, because, you know, they just don't have an audience. And I guess that comes back to, like, you know, finding your voice in the void and having people come to your site and then having them to project it and uh, project out into the ether. It's hard. You're just like with this podcast, you know, we're talking and hopefully someone listens to it and wants to retweet it or whatever. I mean like it's it's up to you guys if you decide to do that. That's (laughs) awesome. But I'm not putting any pressure, no pressure, but like it's that kind of issue that you always face. It's like I'm saying some real shit here, but you know, it's when it comes to a certain person and unfortunately most of the people who get that kind of exposure is a white man. Yeah. So it's just it's it's hard to to be to to say the same shit and see it, but I guess what I kind of have to, and I guess this is my what my struggle is. Like, well, at least it's being said. At least someone's paying attention to it now, mm-hmm. even if it is coming from a certain person. Like, yeah. well, at least it's being said, and someone's mm-hmm. paying attention to it. And I think that is what makes me not
2: as angry. Mm. And I think, like, in a perfect world, it's just the ideas. It's the words. It's the ideas, sure. and nobody gives a fuck. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's. That's not the case, no, it's and it's not. it's super frustrating, um, and so I always come back to the idea of like do do I need to say this? Am I the one? and like, of course, like I want to say it because mm-hmm. i I hate seeing people be shitty to one another, like I sure. I'm not a fan of injustice, <laughs> um, just in general, so when something rubs me the wrong way, justice must be served, yeah, exactly, like i <laughs> I become Batman yes. like, I'm not wearing hockey pads and <laughs>
0: Like, <laughs> oh my god! Please
1: talk
3: me like the rest of the bucket.
2: Where are the other drugs going? And and so, like, I I feel compelled, um and I don't always know if that's the, necessarily the the best thing. um And so, I I hope, like, at the very least, if I'm going to put myself out there, that I have a community or have um people that will. Tell me mm-hmm. if I'm st- overstepping or if sure. I'm just way out of line altogether. Like can I, you know check yourself for a second like where Word. where are you like formulating these ideas uh, and so I'd hope that I would be open-minded enough and I that's my goal is like to be open-minded enough to, to listen to other people's concerns and see and that's where I come in with like okay I can see all these perspectives and it's really hard for me to then sit on an opinion mm-hmm. um, but I don't know it's. Mm-hmm. That's tough to that answer your question. I feel like I just rambled a lot. No, <laughs> no, it, it you totally, <laughs> no. no, didn't ramble.
0: Yeah, it yeah. answered our question, and okay. yeah, cool. we appreciate it. Now,
1: so if you had one thing that you could say to your fellow, you know, tech writing, podcasting white brethren,
0: Rape dudes, oh my what, gosh. what would
1: you t- what would you tell them? Like,
0: lay lay it on, I'm like, yo, and talk to them like you would talk to them too. Like, I want, I want that. I want that verbatim. Yeah.
2: Ah, uh, man, I guess
0: it's, you can take a minute. Well, the thing that immediately
2: came to mind was it's not all about you. Hmm. And it's, it's hard because like, it is so easy to put your thoughts out. Now there's no barrier. Mm -mm. You can start a free blog. You can, you can set up a podcast for little to no aside (laughs) from your time and having a computer. And even if, like you guys started with a a little headset mic like you can start this as low budget as you possibly can and get your voice out there and so i think people just kind of get drawn to these voices and then say like oh cool like i can do this And, and suddenly like you said james there's that echo chamber the key word there is chamber like there's so much going on outside take a moment you know maybe stop filtering it through your own perspective and see how it affects somebody else and that's kind of like the sort of that sort of think about like the tech startup community think of like silicon valley where you have all of these you know people coming up with these great ideas that really only benefit the people who are also coming up with other ideas in this particular area so you have like you know, I can't remember the bus that was in San Francisco—that like high-end luxury bus that really just catered mm. to people in startups. Oh. There's just all these services that are trying to make first-world problems go away for a, a very small portion mm-hmm. of the population.
0: It's like we have real problems for most <clears> of <throat> the population. Not yeah, a
2: with your startups, but, but that's but not sexy. There's no app for that. <sighs> Um, or there should be, but there people don't want to build that. They want the, you know, they want to get valued and sell. So many grapes. Yeah. But that's, for
0: another, that's another episode. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> so, I guess, like, take a moment. <laughs> Look outside your little bubble. That's what I would, I would hope.
1: This week's Chicago podcast cooperative shout out is Right Club. Right Club is literature as blood sport. Two opposing writers, two opposing ideas, each fighting for death with glory. Hosted by Polar Opposites, Ian Belknap, and Lindsay Moscato. Ooh, Right Club. Yeah. I think we're gonna do a little Right Club after this episode first. Yeah. I think we might have to like start up like a, what it, what's like the podcast
2: version of Fight Club? Oh
3: man.
1: I think we just said it. I
2: think we just said right it. Right Club, you gotta like, go with it. We gotta, yeah, man. Does, uh, does somebody leave, like, bloody bruised and just unable to to leave on their own volition at exactly. that point? Okay. Or,
0: exactly. like, they have, like, a crippling, you know, case of, like, carpal tunnel. Yeah.
2: Is there any like, other way to write that?
0: I like the <laughs>
1: idea of, like, us, like, digging into each other's throats and pulling out voice boxes.
2: Yeah, that's terrifying, because <laughs> I really like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> that is Right this? Club at the Chicago Podcast
3: uh, it's so dark was very I was Hey, sir. Hey.
1: Do you know what time it is? I think I do. Oh, yeah. It's it, open call time. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 so, as always, we start off <laughs> with our guest. So, Keenan, what are you digging this week?
2: Um... It's gonna sound super nerdy, but that's who I am. Yeah, Uh, embrace it. I just got the new Apple TV, the fourth generation.
1: I'm just gonna walk out because I'm so jealous. Oh
2: my 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 god, it is delightful. Um, (laughs)
0: That's one of my favorite words.
2: There's no other word to describe it. Um, it Can I just say that I was
1: like really mad, you know, that you were tweeting about this, and I'm just like, (laughs) like we were watching our old Apple TV. I'm just like, yeah.
2: Well, old technology.
3: It's
1: know,
2: worthless. I Look know. at this. Yeah, this terrible magic box that gives me <laughs> that conjures up video out of the ether. Yeah. Uh, this is the worst. So old. Yeah. But <laughs> but then you see the new one. And you're just like, oh, this could be so much better.
3: Aww.
1: Life
2: is awesome. Um, and yeah, so that's amazing. The interface is great. It's so fast. And then Siri is a game changer. Um, it's just it's it's one of the like, it's the best example of Apple at like the top of their game. There are some critiques, like there are things that could be better, but overall, like now that I have a single remote that when I press a button, it turns on my Apple TV, my TV, and it controls the volume on my soundbar, just with little to no sort of setup or anything like that. That's like, that's approaching magic territory. So oh my God, it's awesome. Do you have, weird. do you have home kit? No, no, I don't have any devices like hue bulbs or, or that stupid lock. I can't remember what that lock is called. Um, I want to get stuff like that, yeah.
1: Because you just be like, "Hey, theory, yeah, yes." Hopefully, somebody got activated through that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I love gaming.
0: Oh man, I'm like, I not I have like a Roku, and like that's like my thing. Like, oh my god, technology! That's, god, I'm so so. Like five years ago, that's oh, all yeah, good. That's fine.
2: You'll upgrade at some point and be like, "What sure. was I doing this whole time?" I know, right. not living clearly. That will be wonderful. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs>
0: excited
1: about it. So, what are you digging, Cher?
0: Okay, so um. There's a certain someone that I love, and I've we've been in another about a 20 year relationship. His <laughs> name is Ira Glass, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're I saw him. Boo. <laughs> hey, Boo <thing. laughs> my man cakes. I know you're married, been married for 10 years, but it's fine. That's fine. It could be your Chicago lady, just putting it out there yep. for you. But I saw him last night for Halloween instead of going to a Halloween party. I was invited to five Halloween parties, which was just too much, too much anxiety, so I just didn't go to any of them. Oh my God, you're so popular. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's just like it was. I felt like I was kind of like second thought for a lot of people. Trust me, but um I said like, nope, not doing any of that. I don't want to get. Uh, I didn't have an idea for a costume because I'm usually a pun for Halloween. Past past uh, Halloween costumes have been a serial killer, which is I'm dressed up as a ser- with cereal boxes, a Freudian slip, a ceiling fan. Um, and this year, I decided to be cute, right that's pretty funny i I thought it was clever, but oh no one thinks it is that's fine. I think it's really funny. but I was cute for Ira, and he was doing his um this American Life dance show, which is him on stage and with two dancers, and they have three acts like a similar right, on um, this American Life episode. but there was um dance routines throughout, and it sounds really weird, but it was delightful using that word. It's really <laughs> great. It's it, 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 honestly really just it's so good. It was poignant and funny and sweet and just everything that you love about this American life. And there was also a lot of their past episodes. I won't tell you which episodes, but it's a sad thing because I knew every episode already because I've listened to I listened to all of them. I've listened to every last one of them, and I was like, "Oh, it's this episode!" I got super geeked when he like talked about it. like, "Oh, I love that one," and knowing exactly what happened because I've listened to a lot of them multiple times. So um, yeah, I'm feeling Ira class this week. Well, most weeks I'm feeling him, but <laughs> particularly this episode of this song this week I'm feeling because I saw him last night. I saw him once in twenty twenty four hours ago, and it was wonderful. He's he's just so damn charming. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, like he's just talking and like rambling on stage, and was like, "Do it again, do it again, say it, say it forever." Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, Ira Glass, my shout out this week. What
1: do you think Ira Glass likes for breakfast?
0: <laughs> I feel he likes granola with some yogurt no, but uh, i also kind of think because the fact that he did an entire episode at the golden nugget i feel like he could slam some pancakes
1: you know what i think he's like two eggs over easy turkey
0: sausage
1: hell and yeah. rye he no no rye
0: chi- chicken apple sausage Ooh,
1: yeah he's definitely a chicken apple sausage from trader joe's hell yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. okay you can tell a lot about somebody by what type of sausage they buy from trader joe's there's like at least 20 different kinds
0: i know but he's definitely a chicken apple sausage definitely chicken apple sausage kind of guy that's sweet sour that's sweet and salty (laughs) oh yeah yeah. oh my gosh oh my god ira you're so great hi ira Just think about ira right now all right all right what about you james
1: well i my mine is not ira but is also another wonderful um creator of culture in this fine fine country oh my god (laughs) <laughs> um and it's actually the newest uh book from Tanhisi Coates um between the world and me. Uh Ta-Nehisi is one of my favorite contemporary writers at She's the moment. Awesome. And I've been putting off reading the book because I needed to be at the correct mental space to take in this book. This book is very, very dark. It's very dense. Um it's actually a letter to his son. Um and Tanhisi is describing his upbringing as a black man mm-hmm. and Sort of describing the story of how his son came to be and all the stories where Tanisi kind of recognized his own blackness, and then trying to describe that to his son, and pretty much telling him in over 250 pages about the different ways that, um, black bodies, and in this case, to particularly black men because it is to a son, um, how they are treated like shit. in yeah. in this, and country he books like. Puts,
0: richard Wright does he quote Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i
1: believe so um and then just discusses different degrees of blackness about Mm -hmm. how it is in america versus like when he went with his son and um his i believe his wife um when they went to um paris and seeing yeah. how blackness is perceived differently there like it's 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 written very beautifully i finished it in like three days um and it's a beautiful book so between the world and me by Ta-Nehisi Coates.
0: what a great writer he is yeah He's, yeah
1: i saw him speak at oh man at the disable and oh my he, god
0: okay that's the most black sentence he ever Right. <laughs> So I saw Tommy and Seacoat
1: like, speak at the disabled oh about reparations.
0: Oh my so god. So it was so black. It was such so a
1: black, black. moment. Oh, like that's I beautiful. felt so black. Like like my hair wasn't even up. It was down. Like oh, hell yeah. yeah. And it it was it was like that moment was like, okay, like I really need to either read his first book or the newest one. So yeah, check out that book. It's the links in the show notes.
0: Yay we did it james we did it episode 27 27 oh man it's my golden episode because i'm 27 oh yeah so that is right yeah
1: i think we're at the episode age now where we begin to really really consider like
0: you know maybe i should stop eating
1: white castle for dinner
0: I think you're at that age now where you're thinking, it's too late to start a startup. <laughs> you're like, nope. Too late. 27. I'm, I've ruined it. I missed my peak. I missed my chance.
2: Well, it's like all the successful people that I see is just like, oh, I got my start. You know, I dropped out of college and I started my company at 20 and I'm just like, mm. I'm so far behind. I might as well not even try anymore. Exactly. 27 yeah, is that
0: year. 27 mm-hmm. is a very mythical age. year. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to bring out... 27 club but i just did yes yeah. so today's
1: this is the episode where you decide if we're gonna live
0: i <laughs> know oh, is this the end of it but ended we'll find out next week if <laughs> we come back or not open-ended
1: ended
3: <laughs> uh. welcome
1: to the series finale <laughs> <laughs> no! that <was> so, sad. <laughs> so thank
2: you again keenan for joining us
1: yeah,
0: yeah thank you uh, where? Can we, yeah where can yeah. we find you
2: um twitter uh my username is uh underscore g keenan k-e-e-n-a-n um my site again is no do i spell out octathorpe Jesus, is- <laughs> you just guess um, <laughs> and then my podcast is limitless adventure so mm-hmm.
3: yeah,
2: cool. it is yeah. a without limits
1: and another special thank you to cards and humanity for sponsoring this week's episode um and another special shout out to the Chicago Podcast Cooperative for being a lovely group of shows to be a part of and really representing the three one two, seven oh eight. What's another seven seven three seven seven three? You know eight four seven.
0: Eight four seven uh, eight
1: one six. <laughs> oh yeah, we got so many <laughs> of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and also I wanna give like a quick shout out to all the listeners for our, our episode from last week we did a really experimental episode we talked about a little bit over the episode but we did that in two different cities james was a mvp he listened to my voice for countless hours trying to edit and uh yeah it was a weird episode but i'm hoping to do more of those in the future so mm-hmm. yeah for halloween because halloween was up yesterday uh at, at, at the day of this taping so right yeah with our Halloween episode so thank you guys guys, for listening to that episode yeah and
1: And also like one more thing one more thing so um yeah not you know shout out to Steve Jobs we we have a new um fundraising goal um that we're looking to reach first of all thank you so much to our our patreon supporters um, for helping us reach our first goal, y'all seriously, seriously rock. Y'all are the true um especially to the Revision Path Podcast for donating a mic for us now that we have like a nice little travel mic for us, um, and everything. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, right now we're we are shooting for a new goal because we have a lot of ambitions that we're trying to do for twenty sixteen. Um, a lot more traveling for episodes, um, mm-hmm. and speaking to people on site. I'm um, having some more textured episodes. So right now we are in search of trying to get a um, um, a portable recorder um, for our podcast. Um, so again, for that information, just head over to patreon.com slash open um, for more information as well as like tell your friends if you think you might like this and make sure to rate our podcast in iTunes and send a review. That helps people realize that this is a good show.
0: Mm-hmm. I say it every week at the end of every episode. Yeah. So don't turn it off when you hear like the beep. No, there's still stuff going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so thanks again for listening and getting this far. You've come this far so you we, get a Especially <laughs> XOXOD. Yeah, look under your
0: chair.
2: There's a cookie there. <laughs> <laughs> we put it. <laughs>
0: getting loud. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I, I wrote down the human on the other side of the computer screen and look outside your bubble. Oh, it's going to be your bubble. Yeah, I like, yeah, it, I like look outside your bubble. Yeah, yeah, short. It that's good. A ton. That's the good.
2: computer on the other side of your bubble screen. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: That was good. See, that's what I love about open edit. Like we go and then it was just yeah. uh, we were there. We were, and then it's yeah. just like nope. Yeah. Guess we can, what? We cut you off. All right. Just so, a taste. So now, exactly. <laughs> right. just, just we keep things open ended. Uh, just just a little lick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <we're> God. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> <James>. <laughs> <laughs>